Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Record Rangers podcast. I'm Gavin Berry and today I'm joined by the Daily Record sport writer Andy Newport and also I'm delighted to see joining us this week uh, live from Germany is uh, Sebastian Kohlsberger who's the Borussia Dortmund correspondent for uh, Bild newspaper in Germany. Uh, guten Morgen Sebastian, is that right? Yes, yes, it's, it's right. Guten Sorry. Morgen. I haven't done any German since, uh, or certainly I haven't since school. Andy was in Dortmund last week, so he'll be able to say, what, dry beer, Andy, no, or fear beer? Well, I, I just went, oh. used, the old, used the old international sign language of uh, shaking my hand and making a feet gesture, so um, no, you too many beers over there, so I think we're officially off it. Exactly. How do you say large beer in German, Sebastian? <laughs> How do you say large beer? Large beer? But it was uh, obviously Andy was over there. I'm presuming you were at the game as well, Sebastian. Yes, 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 I was there. Yeah, um, well, first of all, you've, you've been covering Dortmund for uh, 11 years, is that correct? No, not, not for 11 years. Uh, I started my career 11 years ago in uh, for Bild. In Germany, and uh, since 2015, I'm covering Borussia Dortmund. So now it will be seven years. Yeah. Have you, even when you speak to people who have been following Dortmund for longer, maybe supporters or in the media, have they witnessed anything like that from an opposition team in Europe? Oh, difficult to say. Um, Sometimes it happened to Borussia Dortmund all over the years. They they lost once against uh, Brügge uh, in the Champions League qualifiers, and uh, especially the years after the um, uh, money crash they had 2004, 2005, um, they had many difficulties uh, to to come to Europe and playing against other opponents. But I think uh, what we saw on Thursday uh, in Dortmund, it was unique like this. Yeah. Why? Why did that happen? Were Rangers just, did they get their tactics correct? Or did you feel that Dortmund just didn't perform on the night? Or, or was it a bit of both? Well, I think um, Dortmund, they, they didn't uh, play their game. It's um, for them, it's a mentality thing. You saw it very often in this season that they struggle against uh, smaller opponents in the uh, in the in the League Cup. They lost against second division team St. Pauli. They lost against uh, Hertha uh, BSC Berlin. Uh, it was they were 17th of the league. So it happened very often because um, some players are not 100% uh, with their head on the field. And um, um, yeah, I think. Of course, Rangers, they played a good game and uh, they they used their chances, they created chances. But I think at the end, it was um, the problem that Dortmund was not playing their game. And uh, yeah, they were not 100% uh, focused uh, on the game. Sebastian, I was, as, I, as Gavin said, I was at the game uh, on Thursday night and, and at full time, the reaction from the Dortmund fans was furious. They were they were not happy at all with the result. I think even a couple of fans tried to get onto the pitch and, and confront a couple of the players. What does that result do for Marco Rose? And is he under pressure? Is he are the fans growing unhappy with with his management of the team? Uh, 
Um, yes, after the game, many fans, uh, supporters, they said uh, um, they should uh, kick Marco Rosa out and um, that it should be his last game for Borussia Dortmund because, you know, uh, last year we had Edin Terzic, he's a guy from Dortmund, he won the League Cup and uh, everybody, especially the fans, were satisfied with him. And uh, But earlier in the season, I think it was in March, uh, they decided uh, that Marco Rosa will join the team in summer, will be the trainer. And um, no, not everybody understands uh, this, uh, why um, the CEOs of Dortmund did um, this. So uh, after this defeat, and it was not the first one, it was the 12th of the season, and uh, very often in these deciding games, the Dortmund is not playing very good. So many, many uh, supporters say, okay, okay, we need another coach. Marco Rosa um, uh, will not making the team better. But at the end, um, the CEOs, they decided um, that Marco Rosa will stay because, first of all, uh, what is the most important thing is the league, that they reached the Champions League qualification and now they are eight points ahead of the third, 12 above, uh, ahead of the uh, fifth in the league. And uh, so this is the most important thing for Dortmund. It's the main goal. And uh, so they decided to to uh, to go with Marco Rose uh, also in the next season. Uh, and if they got, get knocked out uh, on Thursday in Glasgow, it will not uh, change anything. So his, his job is secure, no yes. matter what happens in Glasgow. Well, yes. I mean, so it, it was, if it's like a 6 0 against Glasgow, <laughs> <laughs> of course, I think uh, they they will think about it and discuss it. But uh, yeah, the the main goal is the league. And in terms of, you know, they, they, sorry, they responded very well at the weekend. You know, they beat Gladbach 6 0. I mean, in terms of, you know, making a you know, a statement to the fans when you're under pressure after the defeat, that's that's pretty emphatic. Yes, um, this uh, this result against uh, Gladbach, it was something everybody expected because, um, you know, Dortmund is playing one good game, one bad game, one good game, one bad game. Uh, and uh, this is the reason why everybody thought, OK, against Gladbach, it will be fine again. Uh, some players, they have their head up and uh, playing a good game and uh, so everybody now is like uh, again in their comfort zone you know and uh, they they think okay now we are going with um, self-confidence to glasgow but then it can happen you can see it for, uh, with the team in the first five minutes how they will react if they uh, go very hard um, Again, their opponents, or if they're playing like uh, holiday soccer, mm -hmm. so uh, yeah, it could be it could be a risk. This result yesterday for Dortmund, especially for the heads of the players' mentality, emotionally. In terms, in terms of Erling Haaland, how's how's he looking? And can you give us a, an injury update in the rest of the squad? I believe a couple of players came off yesterday's game. Um, yes, uh, a lot of players uh, were injured, or not a lot of players, but uh, some key, key players were injured. Uh, Dan Axel Zagadou, uh, he's questionable for the game against uh, the Rangers on Thursday. Gio Reyna will be out, uh, the same injury he had before, and uh, losing a half year. Um, 
is uh, um, open again. And um, of course, Manuel Akanji, he will be missing the game. Uh, he injured himself against the uh, Rangers on Thursday. And um, yeah, Erling Haaland is still questionable. He's working with the team, he's doing some, some practice. Um, but um, Dortmund, they will take no risk with him because for, uh, for Marco Rose, it's more important to have Erling Haaland for the rest of the season um, for, the fight, for the Champions League uh, qualification instead of bringing him uh, in the European qualifiers. Because uh, everybody in Dortmund, they think, okay, normally we have to solve this a game also without Erling Haaland, and they showed it yesterday. So without or with him, it makes no big difference for for Marco Rose or for the CEOs. Yeah, even even for a player of his, even a player of his quality. Yes, yes, because they think uh, we we uh, we need to uh, beat Glasgow also without Erling. If Erling had played on Thursday, the result would have been the same because uh, the the strikers were not the problem the problem is the defense and the the um, defensive midfield of mm -hmm. Dortmund so it it happened also very often with Erling Haaland that you have uh, yeah shitty result like this so they say it doesn't matter if Erling had played on on Thursday or not it the team they they have to show them um yeah yeah it on the field and are you coming to glasgow no i'm <laughs> i wanted to come but mm -hmm. uh, i have two other co-workers uh, one new new one he he has to to uh, learn how it how it is to go with dortmund to international games and to to make some relationships yeah and uh, another guy is coming so i'm very Frustrated that I'm not coming to Glasgow. But they must surely the players must be hurting. Surely they must be embarrassed about that result last week. I know what you're saying that sometimes they have one good game and one bad game, but surely in the minds of the players is going to be the embarrassment of losing in the manner that they did, and they must be out for revenge. Surely. Yes, of course, and they said it uh, directly after the game. In a team meeting, uh, they they showed the game, the highlights, and they were talking about it. Uh, and not only the the coach Marco Rose was talking; everybody was talking, especially uh, key players like Marco Reus, Mats Hummels, and uh, yeah, all the um, experienced players. They were talking about it, and they said, "Okay, come on, we have still the chance to reach the next round. It's just two goals." Mm -hmm. And uh, with the new rule, everything uh, is possible and they have the quality. They showed it yesterday. Of course, everybody was embarrassed and frustrated. Um, and uh, But um, yeah, they, they say to each other, okay, come on, we did a very bad game and now we have uh, uh, maybe the last decision game of the year and uh, of the season. And uh, yeah, we have to bring everybody 100%. And if, everybody, if everyone, uh, if uh, someone is not, ready for this game, uh, he has to say directly and he will be not playing. Sebastian, which of the Rangers players, if any, have stood out to the, the German fans and the German media from, from the other night, from the game on Thursday? Was there any of the Rangers players who, who caught the eye and really impressed you? Uh, 
I don't understand what. Which of the Rangers players impressed you on Thursday night? Ah, okay. Yeah, it was uh, of course uh, the the captain. I think uh, he played a very good game, and uh, yeah, and uh, Mo- Morales in front. Yeah, he also played very good, and especially the players in the midfield, in the center midfield, because uh, they won the uh, um, yeah the important uh, fights against the Dortmund players, and uh, so. They impressed me how they played and that they want, really wanted to win the game. So it was the whole team, I think. And if you have a game like this, big opponent like Borussia Dortmund playing against a smaller team like uh, Glasgow, yeah, they have to bring uh, completely the um, the team on the field and they, they have to show it uh, that they want to win. And Glasgow did it and Dortmund, uh, yeah, they were not uh, ready for this game. Was it a surprise? Sorry, was it a surprise for you that and for the fans in Germany that, that Rangers were able to reach the levels that they did? Yes, of course. I think uh, when we when we um, finished uh, or the draw was finished, everybody in Germany, uh, or not everybody in Germany, but uh, all the Dortmund supporters, they were happy about it because they said, "Okay, it's a good, interesting uh, draw." a good opponent but uh, normally we have to go into the next round and uh, um, it's an interesting opponent but uh, normally with our quality yeah we we have to go in the next round so um, i think everybody was surprised about the result okay just before you go sebastian uh, let us put you on the spot and tell us what the score will be on thursday in glasgow (laughs) <laughs> so uh, I think uh, that it will go in extra time, right? So this is uh, so the Dortmund will be maybe two zero or three one ahead okay. because I think now they know uh, that they have to do it uh, better than on Thursday night. But um, at the end, it will be uh, a close one, and um, who will be mentality completely on the top? And I know Dortmund is struggling all over the season with this. So, at the end, I think it will be very tight. So, hopefully for me, it will be the next round. (laughs) But uh, it will be a tight one. Okay. Thank you for joining us. And uh, maybe we'll see you in Glasgow next season. Yes. Hopefully, hopefully. In Champions League. So, do your best. Thank you, Sebastian. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye-bye. So, Andy, he said uh, maybe next season Rangers will see Dortmund in the Champions League. Well, there's a lot of work to be done uh, for that to happen after uh, after the weekend. There's nobody better to speak to you to speak to than yourself. Just to sum up the contrast, I mean, what was it like? Even this, not not just the the, the contrast and results, but to and everybody was talking about it going from Dortmund to Dundee. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> how, how surreal was it for you having experienced both? Not uh, yeah, it was a pretty stark contrast. Um, you know, Westphalian, this huge, massive stadium. Uh, the pitch was pretty immaculate to go to <laughs> go to Tanadice, uh, <laughs> pitch, uh, fans right on top of you. Um, yeah, it was a, a pretty stark contrast and a pretty stark contrast in the performance as well. Um, it's not like they played awful yesterday, but just you know, the, the pretty. 
evident that they were running out of ideas pretty quickly, but even still, they, they created enough chances to, to win the game. Um, I think that would be the real frustration for, for Giovan Bronkhorst and, and the fans as well, is that, you know, as as much as, you know, it wasn't a great performance, it was uh, reasonable. I mean, certainly better than some of the, the away games this season where they, they've struggled to break teams down, but um, just to not, you know, get that that finish that they were needing to, to, to get the three points, Um it looked for long spells at Parkhead that they were going to get away with it, uh, but then obviously Yamakis comes up with that late winner for his hat trick, um, and so really, you know, Rangers are left with uh, you know pretty much no wiggle room left. Um, although there's still eleven games left, you look at the way that Celtic are turning out results right now, and um, it's obviously two still two firm games to go. But you know, Rangers, I think you know if they slip up any more, you know, I think they can wave goodbye to the title hopes. I mean, it's. Uh, Pretty much drinking the last the last chance saloon. Yeah, and then Jackie Marcus, of course, after the game says we're better at every single part of the team and I think we'll win the championship. Um bold statement. What do you think? Um how do, how will that how will that go down in the Ivox dressing room? Should they be using it? Well, definitely. I mean it's uh, sort of thing that down the years has always been sort of pinned up in the, the dressing room wall. Um I was thinking back to the uh, call Johan Mayalbi on the, the, the morning of an old firm game back in, I think it was 2000. 2000. Well, it's funny, that, you know, actually, I'll, I'll just stop you there because we've actually done a piece on the website this morning looking back at sort of previous ones. Now, Mayalbi was one that I was thinking of. I think when he came out with that one, um, the league was already gone, I think, by that time. Um, but there have been a few occasions where it has been sort of tight and somebody's come out with a kind of steam on that. Mm. And, and quite often it backfired. Chris Commons, also in the morning of an old firm game, an old firm game they went on to win Celtic mm. 3-0, actually, but still ended up losing the league. Samaras, also another one, um, came out. Um, and there have been Rangers players as well, maybe not quite as strong as that, but there have been Rangers players who said, you know, we'll win the league and we're confident we'll win the league and haven't. Um, but certainly the Commons and the Samaras ones uh, would be comparable to what Jack and Mac said yesterday at, at a similar stage in a title race. Says I'm not sure that Ange Postecoglou will be too happy about that. I mean, you know, Ange Postecoglou, who you know, pretty much every point this season is is trying to dampen expectations, and you know, we know what coaches are like one game at a time. Like, let's just focus on the next game. So to have those sort of comments come out, listen, if if they're going to win the league, then he's proved right. But you know, you know, he's made a rod from back. If if, if Rangers do make a comeback, but listen, Rangers shouldn't need. Uh, George's Giamakis to fire them up. There's a title to be won. There's Champions mm-hmm. League money to be secured. That should be the only focus for this Rangers team. They shouldn't need uh, a Dutch striker or a Greek striker, sorry, playing, uh, playing at Celtic, um, who's you know, not featured all that much to get them mm-hmm. fired up. I mean, Rangers should have their own motivation uh, levels pretty much high. You know, what I will say is that you know I didn't think they were, there was any lack of you know, desire or, or effort at Tandice yesterday. They just came up against a United side that played to the conditions, you know, muddy pitched. They sat in, they didn't give Rangers a second in the ball. Um, a few tasty challenges on both sides, um, as, as we've seen uh, since with the replays. Um, it's, you know, it, it's a disappointing result for Rangers, but it's, it's not fatal, not yet, but mm-hmm. they're certainly running out of wiggle room. Yeah, and I mean, the Dundee 19 game, this one is sort of, it's, it's tricky because 
where they've dropped points before. I mean, particularly when they lost at Celtic Park and even in some of the other games. I mean, I mean that's nine points dropped, isn't it, since the, since the winter break? That's four away games in a row. Mm-hmm. So while they, in those other games, you could probably point to a kind of drop in the performance, whereas... As you say on Sunday, they created so many chances, and you know, you know, Diallo hits the post. It, it was hard to be critical, really, on Sunday. But it doesn't, it doesn't get away from the fact when you lump it in with the other games, it's too much. Yeah. It's too much dropped. And I, I think teams that are, you know, on course to win titles find a way to to win those matches. You saw yesterday Celtic. I mean, Celtic. That's twice now in the last few weeks I've managed to dig out a result. Um, in the last minute, um, so and that's the concerning thing. What well, Rangers are starting Celtic, even when they're not playing well and their defence is leaky as it has been all season, mm-hmm. are still finding a way to win. And so that'll be the concern. You know, Rangers need to get find a way that they can start turning out results consistently. You know, when we all thought when Van Bronckhorst came in, you know, everything was going so swimmingly. You know, you know, rattling off wins left, right, and centre when he first came in. Um, before the, uh, January, since coming back from the winter break, it's been a different story. They've, they've started again, and it's a concern. But I think what will be really frustrating for the Rangers fans is that you had that euphoria, that sense of confidence surging around the team after Thursday, and to an extent, some of that's been sort of wiped away now. Yeah, and you, you were hoping to go into that. If the fans would have been hoping to go into that Dortmund game on Thursday night on the back of another good win. You know, they responded so well to that Celtic Park setback. Mm. But now again, you're, those wee creeping doubts are coming in. So that'll be a big concern, I think, you know. And if Dortmund were to, you know, to mount a comeback of their own and, and not Rangers out of the Europa League, then where does that leave the team? And it's, it's sort of fragile sense of confidence and, and self-belief. That would be, that'd be quite a damaging blow. So, you know, Thursday night takes on a, an even more sort of, Bigger perspective even in a domestic sense now because if if, if they get knocked out of the Champions League having had that uh, sorry Europa League having had this commanding lead, then then I think that could be fairly damaging. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Aaron Ram? There was no Aaron Ramsey again. Um, minor knock. Diallo come off the bench. Didn't look the best. They obviously hit the post. A lot of people are highlighting a 50-50 challenge that he didn't seem to fancy. These were the two guys that were brought in in January. Is there question marks now over the recruitment? Not just in January, but in general. Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, you look at this Rangers squad and the vast majority of it, the team that plays, you know, dates back to 2018, 2019. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's, the recruitment hasn't taken... I mean, not, obviously Rangers will respond to that and say, well, they front-loaded the investment, they front-loaded the rebuild to the mm-hmm. early stage, and this is the natural consequence of it. You're going to, you're not going to be able to buy at the level you were buying early on, but there's no doubt that there's a staleness. Sort of, we said that the early part of the season, it gets sort of wafted away a wee bit when, when Van Bronckhurst came in, but again, you know, it's, it's hard to be too critical of a team that's just beat Borussia Dortmund 4-2 away, mm-hmm. but there's no doubt that they've allowed a commanded position at the top of the table to slip away and you know that that'll be the huge frustration for this team you know they should have been you know in command of this title race now they're very much you know playing second fiddle with Celtic so um the recruitment hasn't allowed them you know you saw Celtic they brought in you know two or three 
guys who you consider you know, first first choice starters. And, you know, Aaron Ramsey on his day, of course, should be a should be a stick on first name of the team sheet for this Rangers team. But fitness again is, is you know fitness issues again are meaning that he's not able to to, to play. Yeah. Since he arrived, he's played. I think it's ninety four minutes spread yeah. across. You know, there's been six games since then. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, Diallo, for me, just, uh, you, you struggle to, so from what we've seen so far, I mean, you struggle to see how this lad's commanded a £20 million price tag, never mind the, whatever it might reach with, with add-ons if Man United are due to pay, because some of the basics of football he's lacking in right now. Um, awareness, uh, ability to fight, you know, mm-hmm. The chance he obviously hits the post, but he's got a couple of players inside screaming for a cutback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, at one point he, he sort of wandered sort of half offside and just let the ball dribble towards the touchline. And the fans on are so quick to to leap on that. And yeah, it's it's, it's a difficult environment for the guy to come into. But um, that those are the sort of things that you know when you're looking for guys to come in and make an impact, you can't have guys coming in and you know, not and jumping out of tackles. This range of support are, are not going to accept that. And from that respect, it's starting to seem like a, a strange signing. Yeah. Now, we can't talk about the game without um, without discussing the two penalty claims. Uh, I don't know how you viewed them at the time and having since reviewed them. Uh, two penalty, well, one... So, the, the handball... First of all, very early on, Ross mm-hmm. Graham, who then goes on to score. Uh, handball, Charlie McGrew's clearance, ball travels a bit of a distance, strikes his hand. Second half, Sakala tugged back by uh, by the same player. First one, one. Penalty, two penalties, neither. Uh, certainly one penalty, perhaps mm-hmm. two. Um, I wrote my match report that the first one sort of falls into that. You've seen them given category. Um, I saw Derek McInnes at halftime at Tandice talking about he doesn't know the, 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 the handball rules anymore and um, everyone seems to be a bit confused by them. I mean, for me, he's moving his arm out of the way, but by moving his arm out of the way, he's actually moved his arm towards the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was, a, a, I recall, a, a similar penalty up at Dingwall a couple of years ago, uh, given against Rangers. I think it might have been David Bates had something similar where he was trying to move his arm out of the way of the ball. And get penalised for it. So, um, I think it's one of those ones you, you've, you've certainly seen them given. You know, if it had been given, I don't think there'd been too many people surprised it had been given. But also the, the fact that Bobby Madden would play on again. You know, I, I don't think that was a great surprise either. So, um, it's one of the ones that's debatable. You know, it just depends on on your, your, your whoever, whichever way the, the referee sees it on the day. Certainly, the second one. Um, Ross Graham's got a fistful of uh, fashion to Callis jersey, so uh, I don't think there's any debate that that should have been a penalty. But I think uh, I also saw Chris Boyd talking after the game as well, saying he should finish it, and I, th- I think he's right. I mean, he's sort of fallen back, but he should he still gets a clean enough contact in the ball that he should he should get it over the line. But I mean, those are the sort of chances that that Rangers should be putting away yesterday, and um, that'll be the frustration. Yeah. Great. Okay. Well, Andy, um, Thursday night is going to be a cracker, regardless of the result on Sunday. And then it's back to league business on 
Sunday against Motherwell, so at least it's not an away game, so they'll be happy at that after uh, giving their, their form on the road. Um, but then I think it's a trip to St Johnson, so the games are coming thick and fast. There's only 11 left, you know, I mean, you're talking yeah. about Ramsey, I mean, only 11 league games left, There's a, if you're approaching the final countdown, you brought this guy in to make a big impact, and um, you know, the games are sort of running out, so Rangers will hope We'll need to try and get him up to speed yet. I mean, he's, he's, so far it's a, an hour's the longest he's played against Annan. Mm-hmm. Um, they need to get him up to speed quickly if he's going to make the sort of impact they were, they were hoping for when he came in on deadline day. Yeah. Great, OK. Well, we'll see where he, where he does feature with these games that are coming up. Andy, thanks a lot for your time. We'll speak again next week. Cheers, Gav. Thank you. Bye.